What's up, podcast fam? So we are live. My name is Anthony Delgado, and I'll be your host tonight. And this is another episode of the Disrupt Podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine. We've we've been uh, friends on the internet for quite some time now, um, Laura Ego Chiaga. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, my man. So yeah, we've been we've been going back and forth a lot uh, on social media. I've been seeing you really like grow and evolve and grow your business and grow your influence. And um, it's it's uh, really an honor to have you on the show and and have you share your story with all of our guests. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Laura is a serial entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of D Vibe Media um, or D Vibe Tech a growth hacking digital agency servicing e-commerce and brick and mortar clients across the United States. Laura started learning her craft while still in high school, running her first business, which was a branch of affiliate marketing as a side hustle. After making her first 20K in six months, she knew there was something bigger to this thing called the internet. Now she's the owner and operator of a digital marketing agency that provides her clients with customers on demand. Laura is also one of the most sought-after Facebook ad experts alive today. She's a crypto and blockchain enthusiast, author, and an early investor in cryptos such as uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. So, Laura, again, thank you so much for being on the show. For sure. So, so um, for for our audience, tell us a little bit more about um, how you got started and and um, and you know you got started in high school. So, what was that like? Um, you know, going to school, uh, you have teachers who, uh, you know, might be making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, and um, and now simultaneously starting your own business. Like, to talk about that, bro. That was actually crazy. So in high school, in middle school, I was like a troubled kid. My teachers hated me. Um, I hung out with like the hood people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the smartest people and most successful people in life they they are the troublemakers you know um they are the college dropouts and the people who who don't follow the rules right like mark zuckerberg got expelled um so you know while traditional education like rewards you for following the rules um the the entrepreneurial world the business world that actually rewards you for breaking the rules and taking risks but but go ahead keep talking about that no yeah for sure i completely agree so um yeah that was me in middle school in high school i had like this change right my dad really instilled like college on me so i was like fuck i want to make my dad proud so um i enrolled in all like ap classes and i also like hacked the fucking gpa algorithm bro <laughs> like i realized that if i went took all ap classes and all i needed to do was get a c my gpa would be higher as if i got an a in regular classes you know what i'm saying wow that's awesome so so um so soft, freshman and sophomore year, I was this like super good kid. I was in the student council. Um, like it, it was, it was dope. I hung out with like the good kids and stuff like that. Then junior year hits. And, um, I, the whole time I've been like trying to figure out how the fuck I can afford to buy a car because my dad couldn't buy one for me. And you know, everybody's turning 16. And since I'm hanging out with all the good preppy kids, like I was actually really embarrassed about my family's like economical situation totally so, um 
I was just like trying to figure shit out on my own. My dad kept telling me, I can't buy you a car. I can't buy you a car. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. All that shit. And it just really, really upset me. So I took it upon myself to go on Google and start Googling how to make money online. Right. And I ended up finding this affiliate marketing company, um, which actually dealt in like penny stocks or not penny stocks, penny auctions. And um, I just drove a shitload of traffic to their site and like, um, in person and through online. So I, I figured out how to drive traffic and, and convert, you know what I'm saying? Build that trust. Um, the company ended up being a Ponzi scheme, which like really turned me off to affiliate marketing. Like now I don't like, um, like tell people to do affiliate marketing. Like I, I tell people build your own brand and sell your own shit instead of selling other people's products. Um, but yeah, dude, in, in high school, I was making like a thousand bucks a month or, or a, a week. It was crazy. Wow. It was like crazy. And I would like, I would, I was really like a douchebag. Um, like I would, I would, <laughs> my dad was like, I don't, I don't believe in this shit. This shit is bullshit. So I would stunt on my dad. I bought my first car by myself. I paid for everything by myself. I moved out of my house at 17. Um, because me and my dad weren't getting along. Like he got a new wife and stuff and. It was just tripping, but um, yeah, I did it out of pure necessity, bro. And then since the company gets shut down, um, I realized like, fuck, now I don't have an income. I'm living on my own. What the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember all those penny stock, uh, not penny stock, penny bidding uh, companies. I don't, I don't even know if they were still around. How, how long ago was that? That was, dude, you know, it's crazy. I still have a business card <laughs> from that. Um, that was fucking 2011, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it was you know, around the whole eBay time. And it was yeah. like these sites that kind of looked like eBay, but they weren't. Exactly. Um, and like you would you would pay to bid, but then if you didn't win, like you basically paid for no reason. Exactly. That, that was like one person would get the Xbox for a dollar, um, but then like, you know, two million people would you know uh bid so they end up making two million dollars for an xbox right some crazy like that yeah i remember those sites so you were doing affiliate marketing for them you're generating passive income and then and then what's the cutoff point like you get an email and it's like hey we're going out of business or, or oh, how, bro, how'd that happen everything just shut down the government like completely took over the company like one day i woke up and the website wasn't working no way out bro yes it was so crazy because like also my i just got my grandpa in it and he threw down like 10 grand bro (laughs) oh man jesus (laughs) that's why i'm so against like affiliate marketing unless i know um the person like deeply know the company yeah yeah you know that it's a reputable company i mean i i think the kind of the tricky part in affiliate marketing is if the you know there's companies like Mary Kay and Amway where you know you sell a product and um when you sell that product you get a commission on it right i think that's okay but a lot of these companies are designed to get more people selling it and sell these kind of starter packages and then it's really more of a permanent scheme where the business isn't selling the product the business is selling more people to start their own business exactly dude and that's like the fucked up part <laughs> like i'll never again dude never. Uh, but the crazy thing is a lot of the best entrepreneurs i know and um, 
I'm uh, happy to learn about this part of your story. Uh, a lot of them did start there. So it's almost like a, a gateway drug where people kind of get into entrepreneurship. They get sold kind of this dream of financial freedom. And even if the multi-level marketing company isn't the way to do that, at least you start thinking in a different way. So it can't be all bad. No, yeah, I thank God for the opportunity because it opened my eyes to like what was going on in the internet. And uh, through that company, I actually bought my first Bitcoin um, because that's they were paying out in crypto. And like, it's crazy. I, I was like, what is Bitcoin? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow, that's so cool. So they were paying out in Bitcoin as the yes. affiliates. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it, it was it was crazy, dude. And honestly, I also thank God because once it shuts down, right, it, I have that struggle. And I think that they're making money through websites, right? So I'm just like, uh, let me learn how to code and fucking I'll start making money again, right? So uh, I, I, I know five different coding languages now, but like, it was out of pure desperation, bro. But I make my websites, I started making money uh, with Google AdSense too, but it wasn't like enough money, right? Like it, it just, it's just like nothing. Google AdSense barely pays out, but like back in the day, like early 2000s, they were paying out heavy, but I missed that boat. Um, so anyways, I had to, I, I was building out websites and, and I had to learn SEO. I had to learn how to really drive traffic through like Google AdWords um, and like content marketing and stuff like that. So it's not like I had like a guide or anything like that. I didn't have like a course. I, I just did it out of like pure trial and error. And um, I thank God for it because like I wouldn't have the skill sets that I have today if I didn't have to do that. Absolutely. I mean, I look at all these courses nowadays and it's like, hey, here's how you make up money online. And I'm like, where where was that course when I was <laughs> when I was coming up? Right. Like, no, it was just like, you know, you had to have a little bit of creativity and a little bit of uh, um uh, be a little intuitive. Right. And just put yourself out there. And I think now there's actually a certain seg segment of the digital online entrepreneurs that they get stuck in this learning bubble where all they're doing is taking courses and they're not taking any action and they're actually scared to make mistakes because they're trying to do it the right way. The, the way the guy on the course told you to do it. Um, and the thing is, if you know anything about the internet, it's always changing. So if you follow, if the, if the course is three months old and you're following three month old advice, it might not be exactly accurate anymore because things keep changing. Yeah, dude. I feel like a lot of those people follow me. Like those those people that are like stuck in courses and just don't believe in themselves enough to take action. So that's actually why I post the shit that I post is because, hey, bro, wake up. Like, just go do it. <laughs> like, <wake laughs> yeah, yeah. Try, try something. Try a million things. And then uh, if that doesn't work, then try a million more, you know. Um, but okay, so when did you when did you really decide that you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Like, when was that moment where the where the light bulb flicked? Um, so I was always doing like digital marketing stuff, like on Upwork and like freelancer and stuff like that. And I was like battling for like pennies on a dollar, which like sucked because, you know, everybody's in India and they could do it for cheaper or whatever. Um, and then I run into this like YouTuber. I don't know if you know him. His name's Alex Becker. You know him? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen him before. So I run into his content and his content's like, stop fucking selling uh, your digital marketing services or like SEO. He was specifically about SEO, but like stop selling that on, 
on websites go out and get local clients. And I had never thought of that before. I was like, oh, shit, this really could help local business owners. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of them probably don't know about Upwork. They don't know about Freelancer. They don't know about all these sites. And you're not competing. Like, you're literally, when you go on Upwork and, and uh, uh, when, when I was doing it, I think it was called Odesk. I think they merged the companies. But yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you go on those marketplaces, you're competing. Like, you're literally going into the lion's den with people in third world countries, whereas you can provide your services to people who, you know, don't even know how to use uh, Upwork, you know. Exactly. Um, so, like, he really opened my mind up to, oh, shit, like, I need to get local clients or like people in america that don't even understand this thing and just do it for them just outsource to me for like a thousand dollars right um and then that was like a huge problem too because like the idea was cool and all but i was a little pussy and i was <laughs> sell dude i did also i didn't know how to sell at the time i was working at nielsen i don't know if you know what nielsen is yeah yeah they're they're a big media company yeah, the number one market research company in the world. Um, and so I was doing it like on my days off, like I would go door to door type shit. And it was just so like heartbreaking. Dude. <laughs> it was like the biggest failure. I felt like shit. Um, and I realized like there's no course that's going to teach me how to sell. There's no book that's going to teach me how to sell. I have to go out and do it. So I leave Nielsen. They're paying me like 35 K a year, which isn't a lot, but like it's something and it's stable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You had that guaranteed uh, check. Right. So I knew I had to fucking lead that shit if I really wanted to be successful. So I was blessed enough that like one of my cousins at the time was the new car director at um, a Nissan. And I begged him like it was it was actually like the universe like put us together at Top Golf. We were golfing and he was like talking about how he's hiring people. And and I I, I just like the universe came into me like God came into me. and was like, please hire me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I begged him for like three days straight to hire me until he finally said yes. And um, I got hired and thank God that their training was done by Grant Cardone, because if it wasn't, I don't know where I'd be, dude. Oh wow! So you able you were able to get the Grant Cardone training, which um, I've heard really good things about. Yes, and, and in person, you know what I'm saying? Like we would do drills every single day. Wow, that's sick. That's super sick. And so, what gave you, I guess, the courage to quit Nielsen and then um, and then go and and take this leap of faith? Um, understanding that Nielsen was going to go out of business, what like. It might not be within this year, next year, whatever. I, I knew the power of Facebook and what Facebook had going on with their marketing platform. So I just already knew that like that was dead, you know, yeah, um, totally. I needed to better my skill sets, which at that point needed to be selling. Right. Because I had all the digital skill sets were good. It's just like selling myself, selling my product and, and really believing in myself. That was my biggest thing. And I honestly didn't really start to believe in myself until February of this year when I met Tony Robbins. Wow. That's amazing. And so you're taking the Grant Cardone training. And at that point, are you selling cars using that training? Yes. Yeah, wow. That's cars. so cool. And I'm getting like 10 pounders and seven pounders. What that means, um, pounders are like, uh, Pro, pro, gross profit like positive gross profit um which is like really fucking good and and at the same time though i felt like shit 
because they are so unethical in the car business, bro. Like there, there was times where I had like a really good paycheck and I just prayed to God to forgive me, bro, because mm. I was abusing my, my charisma, I guess I would say. Um, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, that that's kind of a slippery slope. I mean, it's easy to feel guilty sometimes when you're making money. Um, but at the end of the day, you need money to survive, and that's the way the economy works. So um, I, I wouldn't beat yourself up uh, too much unless you're selling people cars that the next day they, they break down. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not like it didn't uh, happen. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, it's, the car industry is very unethical. Yeah, totally. So, okay, so you're you're selling cars, and then where is the uh, switch to? I'm going to be selling cars for this company. To I'm going to be selling marketing services to people in the automotive industry. So that switch actually happened this month. Um, but like before that, dude, like the switch to, I I forgot that I wanted to be like a digital agency owner. Like I totally forgot because I had to brainwash myself to learn all these sales skills. I, I'm not even joking. Like I had to brainwash myself and like fall in love with cars. I don't even fucking like cars. (laughs) 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 I don't like, and I, it was crazy because like you have to, um, get all this information and just like fucking be obsessed with it. Like, right. That's what, that's what Grant Cardone preaches. Like be obsessed mm. with the average, so how to be obsessed about the car industry. At one point I thought I was going to own a car dealership, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, it was crazy. So they, they promote me to, uh, internet, um, sales, internet sales manager or whatever. And, mm. um, I, I, now I'm upstairs. Now I'm not taking ups. Like I'm not downstairs looking for people that walk in. Right. Um, and, I'm just sitting there in front of a computer and I'm like, all right, well, let's peep this SEO. Like, let's, let's peep up all the digital marketing shit so we can drive more traffic and get more sales. And I write up this entire report to give to the general sales manager. And he like shits on me, bro. He's like, you don't know shit, blah, 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 stay in your lane. And I freaked the fuck out on him, like in front of I'm like, bro, you don't know me. Like, you don't know all the work that I've done. Fuck you. And I quit on the spot. And I go Facebook Live, bro. I go Facebook Live and tell the world, hey, guys, I'm quitting this to follow my dreams full fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) And you put it out into the universe. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, I thank God for fighting with that that GSM because, like, I I wouldn't be where I am today if, if he didn't, like, talk shit on me, you know? Wow, that's awesome! So he's like the internet's a fad. You, you, you kids and your internet. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He didn't even say it like that. So they, they had a digital marketing agency, right? They were just getting mm-hmm. paid. They were paying like ten k a month for like the lowest of low services, bro. Their website sucked, and like it, it was <laughs> it played. And uh, I mean, I don't know the politics behind all that, but I know for a fact they were getting paid. Wow. Okay, so you quit, you go on Facebook Live, you're like, I'm I'm going, I'm chasing my dreams, and then, you know, how do you land your first client, or what is the first, what's your first big break in, in now this new venture? Did you automatically start your company? Did you start freelancing? Like, what was next? Yeah, so I automatically, like, go full-time into my company. Um, my first client was actually their competitor. <laughs> <laughs> so you went just right across the highway and were just yeah. like, hey. <laughs> 
yeah, dude, because I knew exactly what I was talking. I'm like, hey, I just came from this place. Like, this is what they're doing wrong, and I see this. Wrong, and I, can, I know for sure I can get you to get more sales. Than that. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, it just it just went really well. Um, then I, I my biggest problem at that point was that I was going after so many verticals. I didn't understand scalability yet. Um, mm. And you know, I was I was I'm I'm in over fifty industries. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. was crazy, and I wasn't doing contracts, which also fucked me up um, because I th- I didn't believe in myself to the point where I was like I don't want to lock anybody in. I want it to be an easy sale, blah blah blah. And it was an easy sale, but you know, turnover is turnover, right? Yeah. And um, so then I I actually hire a mentor, like because I I'm like I need to figure this out. So my mentor tells me stick to one vertical, get an amazing case study, show the case study build your funnel up so that they have to give you their information um, to even get access to the case study and then just bang the phones, bang the fucking phones. So the the best case study I got at that time was actually in the med spa industry. You know what med spas are? Uh, a little bit. They're the Botox people. like. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Botox and liposuction, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I actually got really fucking good results for those people. And it was crazy <laughs> how I would blow these little med spas up to the point where they couldn't handle um, my services. They literally couldn't because they weren't set on scalability mindset either. But I ended up having like eight eight clients at, at a time just paying me $1,500 a month. And I get really depressed, bro. Like I get super depressed. And this was around like November. Um, mm. and I'm just like, I just created this really high paying job for myself. It's not really a business. I don't have a team. It's just me. And then February comes around and I network with some amazing digital marketers at funnel hacking live. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the click funnel conference, right? Yeah, dude. It's fucking amazing. Best conference I've ever been to. Um, everybody's just full of love and just wants to help you. It's fucking amazing. Um, anyway, so I network with a whole bunch of people. I um, There's one specific guy that I meet, which is George Bryant. He's now my mentor. I love that guy. I want to be just like him. Um, and he works on like $100 million product funnels. Like it, He does some big ass shit. And I tell him my experience and what I've been doing and how much I'm charging. He's like, you're only charging $1,500 a month. What's wrong with you? Why don't you believe in yourself and i'm like what do you mean <laughs> like what <laughs> i thought i was doing good what? there's people charging 500 <laughs> he's like, no the value that you bring is like 10x that so i'm like 10x okay so like literally the same day i'm at the conference um i 10x all my prices so now i'm charging 10k a month mm, um, wow and um and out of my eight clients one one buys it so i'm like oh shit <laughs> So, so now you have one one client that's making as much as like all of them together. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Services did not change. Like like the scope of work was not changed. Um, just the price changed, and they were about it because they saw the value in me. Right. My my biggest problem at that point was that they wouldn't open up the books to me. They mm. wouldn't show me the real traffic I was bringing them. Only I could see like what I thought the equivalent was. Right. But once they get in the door, they can upsell them anything. Yeah, you don't know how much they're really making from these clients that are coming in. Exactly. So um, one bought it, and then at the same time, I had another person reach out to me, and they wanted an, a complete funnel built out for their e-com store. Did that. I charged uh, 20K for that. And I told I told George that, 
And he's like, no, you can charge more. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> 10X it again, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> So, so that service now is that including the pay per click, or now they're they're still investing um, money into Facebook ads and, and other ads directly? Right. No. So, uh, Facebook and Google traffic is completely separate service than actually building out like a funnel. Got it. So you're charging 10k a month, and you're building like one new funnel every month, or or what are you executing, and then what is the client's responsibility? Like I I've had clients before where um I would make the phone ring, and then people would answer the phone, and they would say, oh oh you're a new customer, okay we'll call you back, and then they would hang up the phone on them, right? <laughs> so like what was your responsibility, and um and then what was the responsibility of your clients? And so, did you did you ever have that? I mean, you you said like they they couldn't handle the traffic. So did you ever have like times where you, where you had to get more consultative and more hands on? Oh yeah, dude. I've had to fucking train my clients' entire like sales team. They're not even really a sales team. They're literally like more of a customer service. I've had to train them on um, how to answer phone calls, dude. Like it's really sad how many businesses don't understand how to approach the sales process the right way. You know, like so what I would do is I give them all the leads in the world, but they didn't want to follow up. You know, that's actually one of the reasons mm-hmm. I got out of the real estate industry because these lazy realtors, you know, like only 1% of realtors really make money, right? So, and, and I wasn't working with that 1%. Um, so <laughs> I had to train them and they, they were scared. I'm like, what are you scared of? I don't get it. And honestly, my coaching methods are not like, rah 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 <laughs> like they're very like wow what's wrong <laughs> like i don't like wanna... punch people in the face why aren't you hitting the phones right right um and i'm blessed enough that now i have a team where like they understand my coaching methods and and they appreciate me for it because now they're, they're going to make money you know what i'm saying like they understand the correlation that it's all in numbers absolutely but yeah that's how it went down so tell us a little bit more about your background. I, I understand that you're Latino, correct? And you're also like a, a come from a family of immigrants. So and how how has that affected you in business? Have you have you seen any like adversity that you had to deal with because of that um, stuff in school? Like tell us more about your background. So I'm Peruvian Italian. I was born in Peru um, and I came to America when I was four or I was. Yeah, I was like four years old or about to turn four. Um, and growing up, um, well, my parents got divorced when I was seven. So I really only grew up with my dad and, um, I, my dad was, was a, not a truck driver, but like a parts delivery. He would, he would deliver car parts to, um, like dealerships and stuff. And, um, he would like sometimes come home really upset um, and he would like ask me, Hey, will you come with me? Um, when I have to go on this, this route, because I think these people are talking shit about me. Um, and like he, he we, live wow. in Florida. we live in Tampa, Florida, and he would tr- have to drive up to like, let's be real, like the redneck, like parts of this area. And, um, and there's been points where I've, I've had to scream at people as a kid, dude, as a kid, I'd have to be like, what, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so mean? Like, you know, because that's not cool, dude. It is not cool. And I actually just did a story about this. Um, because like, I can only imagine like the shit, we don't look like dark skinned, you know, we look white. Um, my dad just doesn't speak English well. 
Um, so I can only imagine what other people have to go through. You know what I'm saying? Like in school, I've never had that problem. People always thought I was white. Um, I really fit into that like white preppy culture thing. Um, and you know, that's, that's not me, but, but I fit into it. So I've never, I've never been bullied for being a lesbian. I've never been, um, bullied for, for my skin color where I come from. Um, but I also think it's because I have that persona where I'm very like, like you look at me and you get intimidated, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think people are scared to bully me because they know I'll beat their ass, (laughs) 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 but like, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, you also touched on another thing. Like you are like very Americanized, right? Yeah. Um, and the a lot of the adversity that probably comes from like that culture shock, right? Like, but you saw your father witness you witnessed it with your father, where you know he doesn't speak English as the first language, and you know he has cultural differences, and he probably doesn't look super American. I don't know how he dresses, but he might dress like uh, more conservative. Um, and and yeah, and there's there's a lot of um, you know, racism and discrimination that's still uh, in certain pockets of America. You know, I live up north in the New York City area and it's really not, that stuff doesn't really exist down here, uh, up here. But then when you start going, going down south to some of those, some of those, uh, some of those states, it, it gets, uh, gets a little weird. So, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's crazy down here. Um, it's, it's not as much as it used to be. Like it's, it's so wild to the point where like one of my ex-girlfriends, um, her grandpa dies, right? And then her family goes in and like checks out their stuff. And he has like a Ku Klux Klan, um, one of the leaders fucking outfits just chilling right there. So then they wow. yeah, he's a fucking Ku Klux or whatever member, like a high level ranking member. I don't know what the fuck it's called. But like that's one of my ex-girlfriends, bro. Wow, that's that's insane. That's crazy. Um, so what was one of your most challenging moments either like in business or in life and and how did you overcome it? Most challenging moments. Um, most challenging moment. I would probably say that was this year and it was like believing in myself, you know, and, and I, I believe in myself a lot more because like I, I justified it to myself, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can bring these results. I, I do help a lot of people. Um, and it was like really that, but like it, I guess it's like loving myself too. And I, I haven't like fully overcome loving myself. Like it's, it's really like a, a work in progress. Like it's all like, I don't know if you fucking do all this reading into like self-sabotage and stuff like that and thinking we don't deserve success. Like I have like a problem with that. Um, and that's actually why I, I work with George because like he, he really is helping me, um, overcome all that. And I can't say I've completely overcome it. I haven't, but I'm working on it, you know? Definitely. And I mean, I follow you on social media and from, you know, the persona you put out, I can't tell, I don't think any of your clients or, or, um, colleagues can tell, but, um, yeah, that's that entrepreneurial stress definitely is in the background. And then like having to be on all the time, right? Like, um, you know, I, uh, I used to work with, uh, Gerard Adams and he's, uh, like a public figure entrepreneur. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, like, dude, it must be stressful to be on all the time. Like his following is like 10 X mine. 
and and I get stressed out about putting on a persona. So I can only imagine, um, you know, a guy like Tony Robbins, a guy like uh, um, Ty Lopez or one of these really super high profile people. Um, you know, you have to be on all the time. And it's like, when do you have a chance to turn off? And I think that's why, like, you know, vacationing and actually unplugging, unplugging your phone, taking a, a social media sabbatical and, and um, unplugging from social for a while. I think that's super important. Yeah, dude. And I can only imagine you, bro. You have a 10x following for mine and like then him and then all these other people. Yeah, you're completely right. Um, Like a few weeks ago, I had this huge like meltdown, I would consider it like because people kept like messaging me and they were like, change my life. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's like I'm still working on mine. Right? <laughs> dude, what do you mean change like, first of all, I can't help you in any type of way if you don't even believe in yourself. So, dude, you're not even, like, qualified. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> and, like, it's getting put in these high pedestals, but, like, we're just people, bro. Like, we all have fucking problems and struggles that we're going through. Like, and, and I don't think some people get that. Like, we're not perfect. Like, I had to literally go on my story and do a full day of stories about how I'm not perfect and how you shouldn't fucking put me on a pedestal. Like, I'm fucking up and I'm learning. And sometimes I'm not learning from my fuck ups and I'm still fuck up. Like, just stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> you know, I don't even have, like, a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's true it happens i mean i did an ig live a while back and i was talking about that like i don't have it all figured out i don't have all the answers um and i've been growing my team and my team comes to me and they ask me everything like they ask me questions for every single thing what do you think about this what should i do about this and i remember the mark zuckerberg wears the same t-shirt uh logic where he talks about um there's only a certain amount of decisions you can make in, in a day. So he tries to focus his energy on the most important ones. Um, and so when my team, they ask me all these questions, I'm just like, I don't know, just figure it out. Like, I don't have all the answers. You know, um, I, uh, one of my team members, he, he texts me like, um, we're going to the voice summit, which is Amazon Alexis having this huge summit next week. And, you know, we're attending, we're going there as, as media, we're going to be covering the event and doing video and all that. And he was like, Hey, you know, uh, when is it? Okay, cool. Here's it's, it's Wednesday, whenever. Okay, cool. What are the times? And I was just like, dude, like go on the website, like Google it, like, <laughs> you know, and, and it's the same thing with, with entrepreneurship. It's like, you know, Oh, how do I make a website? I don't know. Google it, you know? Um, Unless you want me to make the website, and I'm going to charge you 10k and up, you know. But <laughs> if that's not the case, then yeah, you're going to have to Google it. Fucking facts, bro. I 100% back what you just said. Just fucking Google it. Stop asking me. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen? There's that website. Can I Google that for you? No. Oh, you have to. Th the next time that you get one of those answers and you want to mess with somebody, so um. So you go to can I Google that for you dot com and um you'll you type in like how to make a website and you click generate and it creates a link and then you email that link. So someone will ask you, how do I do something really easy? And you create that link and you send it to them. When they click it, it has a mouse that moves, it goes to Google, it types it in and it hits send and then it Googles it for them and it sends them into a Google search. It's the most hilarious thing ever. You have to check it out. Bro, I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we spoke a little bit about like your family, how like they didn't really support you in the beginning. Um, do they support you now? And, and if not, do you think they'll ever support you? So uh, my immediate family, super supportive. Yeah, like your, not yeah like, like your father and everyone? Yeah. So my dad really didn't start supporting me until February. Um, he was just like, stop wasting your time. But like, <laughs> but like it's crazy um, because like the, the truck that I drive was literally just a stunt on him. Like, <laughs> because he, <laughs> I mean, he still has this truck. It's a 2003 Toyota Tacoma and it's like the bare minimum, right? And when I, when I drop out of high school or college, when I drop out of college, um, I'm like, I'm like, dad, I'm going to have a better car than you. I'm going to make sure it's the same car, but it's going to be fully loaded. And like, I make him that promise. In September <laughs> for my birthday, I bought myself this brand new, um, 2017, uh, Toyota Tacoma TRD Sport. And, um, I just shoved it in his face. I'm like, guess what, dad, you can never drive it because you didn't get me my car. <laughs> so like, now I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. It's fucked up. But like at the time it felt really, really. <laughs> but uh, no, my 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 grandparents support me. My my mom supports me. My dad started supporting me in February when he when I did that Gary Vaynerchuk event. Nice. I saw all these people like just taking pictures of me, taking notes, like, and he was just like, "Holy shit!" He was like, he tells me when he tells a story to his friends, he's like, "I was in shock." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's you amazing. <laughs> that's amazing." I, I think there's a. Uh, I, I think you should feel blessed that you know your family is starting to come around your father is starting to come around um you know depending on how traditional people's cultures are uh it could it could never be enough so there's a, a friend of mine he's a big crypto guy i think he got involved with with bitcoin when it was like under a dollar and uh he's indian so you know his family always wanted him to be a doctor and he was always super smart. He was one of these like Doogie Hauser kind of guys. And um, he he breaks seven figures a while back. So his investment portfolio breaks seven figures in, in crypto. And, and I think he has some traditional assets too. And he goes to his father and he's like, Father, I have a great, great um, accomplishment that I want to share with you. My portfolio just broke seven figures. I'm now a millionaire. And his father looks at him puts his hand on his shoulder and says that's nice congratulations son but you know it's not too late you could still be a doctor what? <laughs> you could still go back to school and be a doctor yeah so you know it's not too late <laughs> yeah, it's not too late you know you didn't screw your life up too much yet you could still turn back and go be a doctor right um so you know i mean certain cultures certain um certain family members you know they they only know what they know and they don't know what they don't know and you can't expect anyone in your family friends even relationships to have the exact same perspective as you so you know we like to get validation for our ideas um but you really have to let the market validate it when you have your friends and your family members the kids you went to high school with like they're really probably not going to understand your goals and your aspirations right like when, when I tell my mom I'm, I'm going to build a school in Puerto Rico, she looks at me like I have five heads, um, you know, and but then I have other business people. I have friends that work at Morgan Stanley that for them, that's totally uh, a reality. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. So, um, 
but okay, that's awesome. But so your family does support you now. Finally, you, um, in February, you you cracked the last egg with with your father. That's awesome. Yeah, right? it was like immediate family though. Like if my cousin, like some cousins out there, some uncles and aunts, they're still like, you know, they're like whatever. When I see them in like family parties, like like Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff, they're just like, oh, so what are you doing now? And like, and I don't want to talk to them about like work or anything because like then we get into arguments, right? And I've really, to be completely honest with you, to get to where I am today, I've had to cut out all my friends and a lot of family. Um, because Well, yeah, well, Eric Thomas talks about that. He's like, just don't talk to your mom about business. Your mom doesn't have a business. Don't talk to her about that. You know, talk to her about the weather and other things. <laughs> facts, though. Like, it really is true, man. Like, you don't want to have, like, bad relationships with people, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what um what's a message that you can send uh to inspire all the other entrepreneurs out there that that look up to you and that maybe are even listening to this for the first time? Take massive fucking action. Stop being lazy. Go follow your fucking dreams like right now because we're living in this time where anything is possible, guys. Like seriously, if you fucking put your mind to it, you can do it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that uh it's awesome it's so important um uh i got like two more questions uh the next one is like what's next for you so you know you've you've come this far with with your business and your career um uh what's what's next for for your agency so i've done some like very deep soul searching since february and um i realized that my my one of my goals like five year goals is to work with like uh elon musk and like tesla and spacex and i know that i need to do something fucking crazy to do that so i'm going after um the car car dealership industry the automotive industry and i'm gonna put ethics back in the automotive industry because that was i i understand that's one mm. of the problems and it's as a salesperson it was one of my biggest problems like in my soul like i told you i had to pray about like the good deals that i got you know what i'm saying because like i felt bad about them so i want to put ethics scalability and uh, automation into the car business into the automotive industry that's awesome i love that and wow yeah so elon musk he's he's one of my idols too i also look up to him so i can totally relate and that's i love how you kind of have this five-year plan where it's like okay well i'll start with the local dealerships and then i'll move up to you know the maybe the fords and then i'll go to the the lincoln and the lexus and then you know eventually i know that that can lead me into elon musk's office and i'm working with tesla i love that yeah, because I'm not I'm not those people that wants to be handed anything. Um, I, I know I need to make like a fucking drastic impact on the world before I can have anything that I want. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like I want to climb the corporate ladder or whatever. No, I want to fucking have so much good word of mouth because I fucking dramatically changed an industry to the point where he's reaching out to me like, hey, Laura, let's chill. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> that's awesome. I love that from from your uh from your words to God's ears. Um, so what's something that you understand about this industry that other people don't get? Um, so ethically selling, selling, right? Um, that's what I get. I understand that the salespeople need to all have an online presence off just education. Okay. They need to educate the car buyer. Okay. If you can walk someone through the entire sales process, 
on how to buy a new car or how to get your credit up so you can buy a new car or anything like that. Once mm. they walk into the dealership, that person is going to love you so much for just give for just watching you online. You'll be like a, a, a local celebrity is what I would call it, like a little micro influencer in the car industry, right? Um, and if you have that personality, people will just flock to you. Um, and that's what I get. I understand that if people are happy with you, as soon as they walk in the door, everything else is going to be easier. Um, the gross sales will be higher and more profitable because they'll sign it at the first pencil because they, they built that trust in you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. No, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, people are more likely to buy from people that they already know. And, you know, social media is a great place to start relationships with people you know i mean the the relationship that we have is is all from social media we have not we have yet to meet in person yet until you come down to puerto rico in in september <laughs> we, we've yet to meet in person but we have this whole relationship that's curated from social media so yeah no totally agree um uh last question is what does disrupt mean to you disrupt disrupt actually means the most amazing shit to me because when i think disrupt i think of my mission right i want to disrupt the entire fucking automotive industry That's yes what disrupt means to me baby <laughs> yes no i love that and and so in disrupting the automotive industry what is that going to look like like what are the results going to be it's going to be more people understand, understanding um, that they need to buy cars um, because it just makes better sense than rideshare. I mean, I know rideshare is going to win in the long term, but right now, you know, we got to we got to help Generation Z, you know, buy cars. That's how I feel about it, because, you know, I mean, like I said, what drove me to technology was owning my first car, bro. So I I can't even understand a world where people aren't like fuck I want to get that sexy ass car you know what I'm saying Yeah no totally and there's there's something um there's a level of freedom that comes from you know owning a car and just being able to hop in your car and drive drive anywhere you want to go you know I feel um when I get really stressed out or I'm having a bad day like I can just hop in my car we can drive down the shore we can go to Atlantic City we can you know I can drive to Miami if I want to you know like the kind of the world is my oyster um and, and there is a, a level of of independence that comes from owning your own vehicle so I totally get that um well Laura I think that's all the time we have thank you so much uh, again for for getting on the uh, getting on the podcast and connecting um, if people want to follow you on uh, social media or your website uh, what's the best place to connect with you follow me at Laura L A U R A Egochega E G O C H E A G A on Instagram, guys. That's honestly where I post the most stuff. And if you're lucky, you'll get my Snapchat. But my Snapchat is very private because you know I, I like to get lit. <laughs> <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> so follow me on IG. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, it's awesome. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate your your positive energy and your enthusiasm. And, and just keep keep up the good work thank you so much my man i hella appreciate you just the shit you're doing is amazing likewise 
All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Disrupt Podcast, um, and we will we will see you guys in Puerto Rico. September 19th, Disrupt Puerto Rico is going down. We're going to have the biggest influencers in uh, technology, entrepreneurship, cryptocurrency, AI, artificial intelligence, startups. Um, we're going to have our investor summit down there, and then we're going to have our Hack Puerto Rico Hackathon. So September 19th. Book your calendars, and we'll see you on the island. Yeah, right, guys. Thanks, you got to be there. It's going to be lit, and I'll be there. So <laughs> let's go get it, baby. Let's go. All right, guys. We'll see you. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.